0: This is Amy Bauman, and you are listening to Speaking Truth with Love. For more information about myself or For His Glory Ministry, you can head to amybauman.com. Now, here is today's show. Good morning. Welcome to our online service. I'm Reverend Amy Bauman with For His Glory Ministry and I am so glad that you're choosing to join us today for Church Online. Maybe this is your first time joining us, and if so, I'm, I'm so glad that you found us, and I pray that today will be a blessing. But if you have been following along week after week, I am so glad you're here, and you know that we are wrapping up our final Sunday in our four-week series, The Fundamentals of Faith, and I pray that It has been an encouraging month for you as we have been building, right? Building on top of our faith, understanding what faith is. And these fundamentals are crucially important for us as followers of Jesus Christ because as you all know today from wherever you are watching from, that we live in a very challenging world, a very challenging time. And if we don't hold on to our faith, We are going to flounder. We are going to feel like we are unsteady, not standing firm on a solid foundation of what we need each and every day. So God gave me this sermon series for us. Maybe it's some of the things that you're hearing are for the very first time. Maybe some of these things have been great refreshers for you. But overall, we need to know how faith works and how we need to hang on to it. It is so vitally important so i have a lot to share with you today as we look at this final week seed time and harvest how to grow in god but before we get started let's invite the holy spirit in today to work and move father god i thank you i thank you for this beautiful day I thank you for this opportunity to come together as a body of believers and unify our faith, to renew our minds, to be encouraged and equipped as we start this new week. And Holy Spirit, we just ask that you fall in this place, that you open up our hearts and our minds for whatever it is that you have for each one of us today, that you will give us a new revelation, that you will help encourage us, Lord, as we Uh, Take these steps, one step at a time, holding your hand. And I just pray for each person watching, each person listening, no matter what they're going through today, no matter where they are watching in the world, that they will feel your presence in a real way. We love you and praise you and thank you for everything that you are going to do. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So I thought we would do a quick recap before we get into what we're gonna be talking about today, especially if you haven't been following along and this is your first time joining us. But week one, we talked about what is faith. And if you don't understand what it is, then it's really hard to grab onto to know how to have that relationship with God and what faith really means for us. It's cooperating with God, it's believing in Him and believing in what he can do in us and through us before we can yet see the results. It's stepping out in faith, cooperating with God, believing that what his word says is what his will is. Now, Romans ten seventeen says this, So then faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God which is what we're doing today, right? We come together for church online and we hear God's word. We spend time in God's word and it grows our faith. And so faith is an important component, foundation of what we need to have that relationship with God, because we have to have faith to believe in him and to have that relationship with him and it needs to be active. On our second week, we looked at the next really important component is how do I keep my identity in Christ? The enemy has come to steal, kill, and destroy, and he'll do anything he can to distract us and discourage us from knowing who we are in Christ. And that's why I think you look around today and you see so many people in confusion, so many people searching So many people trying to grab onto some kind of identity. Oftentimes, they're finding it inside of the world. And in that, not knowing who you are in Christ leads to what we talked about last week. How do we keep our joy? If we don't know who we are in Christ and whose we belong to, despite the circumstances and the situations that we find ourselves in today... We're going to be unhappy. We're going to feel lost. We're not going to know who we are and who we belong to and have the joy that only comes from knowing Jesus. And that's another reason when you look at the world today, you see so many people stuck, stuck in brokenness and addiction. So many people that have taken their lives with suicide. We see this brokenness that comes from those that don't know Jesus. Because overall, as you look at the world today, there's not much hope. But we as followers of Jesus Christ, when we keep our faith, when we look at the world with a viewpoint that says this isn't our home, this is temporary, we're living today so that we can have an eternity in heaven with Jesus Christ, well, then we're going to have our joy despite our circumstances. We're going to know who we are, sons and daughters of the Most High King. And we're going to have our faith and stand firm until the very end, which is why we're talking about this, right? We need to stand firm. So to close out our series, the Lord gave me the next important component that we need in our faith journey, and that is understanding that it takes time. It takes time to grow in God. And his plan has always been about these three things, seed, time, and harvest. Now, in my old life, I didn't have any clue what seed time and harvest was. And I just knew that I wanted everything right now. I had a hard time waiting. I had a hard time saving money to get something that I wanted. I found myself time and time again in debt because I I used credit to get something that I wanted right now because I didn't wanna wait. I didn't wanna grow my money and save my money so that once I had all the money then I could make the purchase. There was no seed time or harvest in my life. It was all about now. How can I get it now? How can I feed my flesh? I don't want to wait. And when we look at the world today, we have created this way to get everything we want without waiting. I mean, I talk about this a lot and I laugh at it. Amazon Prime. Who has Amazon Prime? It's so wonderful to order something and have it delivered the next day because there's really no waiting. It's less than 24 hours and you get it delivered on your door and it's there and it's yours. And we've done that as a society created more and more ways where we don't have to wait. We don't have to wait on anything. And so when it comes to waiting on God, And wanting him to work and move, we have more of a microwave mentality where we would like to just push a button and wait 30 seconds and then have it be ready to go. But if you really were to look at God, he's more of a slow cooking kind of guy, right? You put things in a crock pot, you turn it on, and it needs hours and hours to simmer and cook until the meal is ready. And... We oftentimes confuse that, right, living in this world and comparing that to how God handles time, and it's not the same. I never really gave too much thought about seed time and harvest until I was able to have my own garden. I wouldn't say I was born with a green thumb, but I definitely could keep plants alive, which is really important. And I learned to see how things were done by my mom who had a garden at our house for the time that she lived with us after her strokes and heart attacks. So in 2020, the year of slowing down and reevaluation, I had the opportunity to have my own garden. Now we have a challenging property. Parts of it used to be an old dump way back in the day, people would come and dump their garbage. And then of course, over time, sand and fill and all of that. So it's not really great soil to to grow something. So we had to do some raised beds. We brought in these boxes when my mom was here, filled them with dirt and could grow it in really good, solid soil. And so from there, right, the raised beds, I had to go out and buy the seeds, which was really a mystery to me, thinking that everything I needed that was coming from that vegetable was in one tiny little seed, boggled my mind. And I just prayed that in the end, I hoped that what I had planted would actually kind of appear like what was on the picture. That's faith right there. But what really amazed me as I was looking at this seed and planting it in the ground, is that from one little seed, something was going to grow. I was going to be able to harvest something from that one little seed. But before I could plant the seeds, I realized that the next step would be really preparing the soil if you live in Michigan or any of those states where you have winters and different seasons, for us, we have four seasons, spring, summer, fall, and winter. And so for us, in the springtime is when we have to kind of let the snow thaw, and then we have to clean out all the leaves that had fallen, all the stuff that had been blown around, Uh, you have to, clean off those areas before you're even even able to do anything so I needed to prepare the soil before I could even plant the seed I had to remove all the leaves I had to pull all the weeds I had to till the soil so that it was ready to receive the seed and then I was able to get going so I went out one day I had all my seeds and I started to plant carefully uh, planting one seed, keeping enough distance so that it could grow properly. And when it was all said and done, I was really pleased with what I had done. And now I had to make sure I watered it and I had to wait. Waiting was hard. I remember going out on day two and looking around, wondering if there was anything popping up yet. Nothing going out the next day, looking, nothing. And I realized that this wasn't going to be a microwave experience, right? It was going to take time for the seeds that I had planted to take root and to grow. And while I waited, I trusted and believed that what I had planted would actually grow, right? Would take root and grow into those vegetables and flowers that i had seen on the outside of the packages and finally weeks later one afternoon i went out to the garden and sure enough i had uh, little green shoots popping up in each of the beds and then after that visibly every single day i could see them getting taller and taller and taller and as i watched and as i went out to the garden Each time I would say, okay, this is it. Maybe they're ready to be picked. No, not yet. There was even more things that would have to happen. A flower would need to appear or a leaf was going to grow. And I would see more uh, changes each time I went out. But there was more waiting, more time. Eventually, again I shared with you we have these seasons the summers rolled on and after the perfect amount of time had passed the vegetables in the garden were ready to harvest and as I went out there and I picked the beans and I picked the, ter- the cherry tomatoes and I, I, I looked at everything I had never tasted anything so good and I had a lot of pride that I grew something, right? From a little seed. Seed, time, and harvest. This experience with the garden opened up my mind to new teachings. How God has created the world. How God has put an order into things right we don't harvest something until we've planted and we can't harvest it until there's been time for it to grow there is an order that God has put in place and we have to follow that same order everything is about seed time and harvest and every word of God is a seed Let me say that again. Every word of God is a seed. We read this in John 1 1 through 3. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him, All things were made without him, nothing was made that has been made. You see, Jesus came into the world as the Word, as a seed, a seed sown into the world. Now, why did God do that? Why did God send Jesus? He came to restore. He came to cancel and demolish the works of the enemy. He came to give us new life, abundant life. Psalm 107.20 says this, He sent out his word and healed them. He rescued them from the grave. He rescued them from The grave. Have you ever thought about Jesus being a seed? A seed planted? He represents the promise of new life, forgiveness of sins, broken chains, restored relationships, and death to sin. The devil, our enemy, tried to stop the seed. And he thought he had won when Jesus died on the cross. As Jesus hung there being crucified, God's only son, the enemy thought he was winning. The enemy thought that it was over. And what did God do? God planted that seed in the ground. Jesus was buried in the ground. And three days later, what came up changed everything. Jesus was the seed. And when Jesus rose from the dead, everything was new in the spirit. That curtain that hung, that separated the Holy of Holies, that temple that curtain in the temple was torn in two because we are no longer separated from God. We have full access to his throne with Jesus Christ. Jesus changed everything and God did it with a seed. So let's take a moment and apply this seed time and harvest to our lives. As we're on this journey of faith, we first have to ask, what are we planting in the garden of our hearts? We've talked about this in, in past weeks. We talked about this when we looked at our identity in Christ. Right, we are created in God's image, not only made up of flesh, but of spirit. And we talked about how God spoke everything into existence, which is why it's so important. What are we saying out loud? What are we saying, decreeing, and declaring about our situation? Because what we confess with our mouths is is what is grown and a lot of times we confess with our mouths what is in our hearts there is power in the spoken word and we talked about that over the last couple of weeks so we have to ask ourselves what are we planting are we planting peace are we planting joy are we planting love Or are we planting seeds of bitterness and resentment and anger? God's words tells us in Galatians 6, 7 through 9, Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. I think about the seeds that I have planted over my life not all good seeds. And if I could have started much earlier, think of the harvest that I would have today. I also think about the people that have been sowing good seeds their whole lives, but they get to this point, right? And they start to lose their faith. They start to lose their hope. They look at the shape of the world and they say, I just can't believe that God would allow this to happen and so all of the seeds that they've planted and the harvest that they can now have is over because they have lost hope they have lost their faith and they're not willing to stand firm until the very end so that they can harvest all that God has done and planted in their lives all the growth you can look at it from both ways It's challenging to look at our lives when sometimes all we see are weeds. Let me tell you, when I went out there to the garden and I was pulling those weeds, some of them had huge roots. Some of them were so tall. And to pull those out and to get all of that ready was hard. Weeds can get in the way The devil loves weeds. You can't have a good, solid, firm foundation and good soil to plant in if it's filled with weeds. But that's where God's grace comes in. We forget that God is always moving, always working, planting and anticipating the harvest. And his desire is to help us remove the weeds. His desire is for us to reevaluate the shape of our hearts, to make sure that there isn't anything that is choking out the love, choking out the forgiveness that he wants us to show to other people, choking out the faith that we need to be hanging on to. Because he's anticipating a harvest. That's what his word does. Seed, time, and harvest. It's all about that final harvest. And so God is anticipating that. God is working towards that. He's always working, always moving. And here's the thing. He's willing to wait. He's willing to be patient for that growth. To see the green sprouts peppering his earth we're not always willing to wait but god is and we forget that sometimes he's patiently waiting for you to roll your life onto his path to remember who he created you to be and that he loves you with an everlasting love He is the master gardener, and he wants you to grow in him, but he knows that that takes time, seed, time, and harvest. When I look back over my life and all of the pain that I have experienced, pain that was done to me by other people and pain that I caused myself, What I love about God is that he doesn't waste one ounce of our pain. He takes all of the stuff and he grows something beautiful. And only God can do that. I know that it's challenging because in the flesh, like we just talked about a few minutes ago, we want it now. And maybe right now you're in a season of hardship. Maybe right now you're in a season of waiting. Maybe you've been waiting a while. And you're really wondering if God is even hearing you today, if he's even listening to you today. But I want to encourage you today to keep holding on, to keep standing firm to believing, to be believing that there is seed time and harvest in all things and in your life and that God wants to grow something beautiful in you. I want to encourage you to believe God's word, believe his promises and allow him to plant that seed in your life and to trust in his perfect timing And to believe that you will have a harvest that is without end. But it can't be in our own time frame. It has to be in God's. So how do we grow in God? How do we keep taking a step forward each and every day? Unsure of what that next step is going to look like. Well, as we've talked about over these last couple of weeks, as different things have come up, it's a a one-step-at-a-time, one-day-at-a-time journey. This isn't a sprint. This is a marathon, right? And we need to be fueling up for the marathon, not with uh, food and water only, but with God's Word the food for our spirit, renewing our minds, increasing our faith, knowing who we are in Jesus Christ. Ultimately, the seeds that are being planted today in your life will be harvested in heaven, where our reward will come. But you have to allow the master gardener to work in your heart. And you have to remember that the enemy of our souls does not want us to remember this. He doesn't want us. He wants us to forget. He wants to distract us. He wants to pull us away from God. And he'll continually distract you, detour you, and bring you out of fellowship with God. I think we looked at this Imagery last week of this car stalled alongside of the road with the hood up and the owner of the car standing outside looking into the engine going, I'm not really sure what's going on right now, but I can't go anywhere. I can't go forward. I can't go back. I'm just stuck here on the side of the road. And that's exactly where the enemy of our soul wants us, not moving forward, not growing in God. He wants to constantly lie to us so that we forget who we are in Christ, so that we forget that we are image bearers of God, sons and daughters of the Most High King. He wants us to lose our identity and find it someplace else in the world. And when we do that, he will come in and steal our joy. Do you see why each week we've been building upon the next They're all connected. It it works together. And we need to be learning how to cooperate with God and his word to walk this out every single day. It's time to wake up. It's time to rise up. It's time to believe that God is still on the throne, despite what we see with our physical eyes. It's time to reclaim our identity and stand on a solid foundation of faith. Faith that is strong so that we will not falter when the storms of life come rolling in. And God, has been patiently waiting, waiting for us. He doesn't want any of us to miss the opportunity to be with him. He wants all of us, all of us to know him and know Jesus. But the time is drawing near. The earth is groaning for Jesus' return. And we can audibly hear the cries of his people today. We can see the persecution. We can see the destruction. We can see the fires. We can see the brokenness. We can see what's happening in the world. It's visible no matter where you look. The enemy knows he only has a short time remaining and he's wreaking as much havoc on us as possible before Jesus returns, so that we will fall away, so that we won't stand firm on our foundation of faith, so that we will forget who we are. Romans 13, 11 through 14 says this, And do this understanding the present time. The hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber, because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us behave decently as in the daytime, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and debauchery, not in dissenter and jealousy. Rather, Clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ. And do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. There's a reason why today we're talking about seed time and harvest. Because over the last couple of weeks, as we look at faith and as we look at identity and as we look at joy... He's been pulling the weeds. He's been preparing the soil. And he wants to plant seeds of love and truth and giving you the tools you need to have a solid foundation of faith. He's shown us that His grace covers a multitude of sins, and that there is nothing that can separate us from His love. And over the last couple of weeks, He's invited you to return. He's invited you to reignite your faith in Him and return to the path. He wants to grow a beautiful garden of Righteousness, joy, peace, love, and forgiveness in you, right? And he wants the fruits of this garden to disperse, to share with your family and your friends and your community, to share with everyone, to share with the world. Are you ready? It's all about seed, time, and harvest. As we wrap up, I want to point out some important things for you to be thinking about today as you start this new week, as we wrap up this series. What is your focus on? Where is your attention at? I want to remind you, Matthew 6, says this, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. If we are seeking God's truth and seeking first his kingdom, everything else is going to fall into place. One step at a time, right? In God's perfect Timing. I also want to ask, what are you planting in your heart? What seeds are you planting today? And it's never too late to change those. To pull out the weeds of bitterness and resentment, of addiction, of depression. Pull those weeds out and allow God to work and move and till up the soil so that he can plant a good seed to grow into a beautiful garden. What truth are you currently standing on today? Are you believing all the different truths out there from the world or are you believing God's word where we grow our faith by hearing God's word. And then also, is God's word feeding your heart? Or is it, is the seeds that are being planted, are they being choked out by life's worries and fears? See, it has to all work together. We can plant seeds in our heart, but if we're not, trusting if we're not stepping out in faith right then those things that we worry about those things that we're anxious about as we turn on the news as we listen to the radio as we look at the shape of the world right those things will choke out the good seeds that are being planted if we don't have faith if we're not trusting that God's word is his will and that he is faithful and true I want to leave you with um, this short little, a couple of lines from Philip Keller's book, A Gardener Looks at the Fruits of the Spirit. He writes this, It is not good enough to half listen to God. He demands my total concentration on what he is conveying to me. He knows that anything less will leave me half-hearted. My positive response results in immediate action on my part. His will is done. His wish is carried out. His desires are complied with happily. His commands are executed without delay or debate. In short, I simply do what he asks me to do. This is faith in action. And we talked about that, right, in week one. We have to activate our faith by stepping out and believing before we can see. Before we can see the full results. This is faith in action. The faith of obedience. This is the gateway into the good ground of God's garden. This is to hear the word and have it come alive. This is to have him implant the good seed of his good intentions for me in the good, warm, open, prepared soil of my responsive soul. The seed will germinate. The young plants will prosper and grow vigorously. There will be fruit production of his choosing, a harvest that delights him and refreshes others. I wanna share with you a quick story about seed time and harvest. And it had to happen just um, on Friday. Last week was a really busy week, The, the ministry, Um, two weeks ago had launched the recovery part of the ministry. So we launched faith-based classes, sorry, faith-based meetings. And then uh last week we had our fundraising event. So a hundred people came together and had dinner and broke bread together and celebrated all the things that God is doing in Forest Loring ministry. And so there was a lot going on. And in doing that, like my family came together all hands on deck. Everyone helped. My kids helped. My parents helped, my husband helped, everyone helped. I had volunteers helping. So we had gone up and picked up my mom and she stayed with us for the week. And then my dad had come down and uh, was helping. And now, if you remember my story, my parents are divorced. They divorced in 1981. And let me just tell you, it was a very rocky divorce. Now, that's quite a few years ago. And when you want to talk about planting seeds, we planted a lot of seeds in our family and and prayed over those seeds so that what would come out would break the curse of uh, generational sin, break that divorce, break the unforgiveness. We wanted healing. We wanted restoration. We wanted redemption. And so there were a lot of prayers over my family, over my parents. And we have seen such amazing growth in our family as time has passed, as, as we've been waiting, right? The seed, the time. But let me share with you the harvest that I am seeing today. My mom and dad were uh, at the same event, sat together and had dinner. They both had to stay with us at our house, though different areas in the house that they slept, but they still had to stay under the same roof. And so Friday morning, when my husband went to work and everybody got up, my mom and my dad, I had the unique pleasure of sitting out on our back deck and having coffee with them, having us laugh together. And it was such a joy in my heart to have my parents together after all of these years as friends. Before uh, my dad, he ended up taking my mom over to uh, our kids' house because my mom doesn't drive. We had prayer together and we stood in the kitchen. And we held hands and we prayed. And there was such a sweetness that I will never forget about this moment, praying with my parents and my friends. This is seed time and harvest uh, some 40 years in the making, 40 years But you see, it's not always our timing, it's God's. And we can't have that mentality, that microwave mentality that we want it right now because that's not how it works. We have faith that the seeds that we plant will eventually harvest, but it takes time. And it's not our time, it's God's time. Because in that 40 years, right, God is working on my mom's heart. He's working on my dad's heart and he's working on my heart. And all of that takes time. And so if you're struggling today and you are losing hope because you have been praying, you have been trying to plant seeds and you still do not see those little shoots coming up. I'm here to tell you that I witnessed that last week. I witnessed the harvest and I believe and I know that there is more to come, more growth to come. But do not give up. Do not let the enemy come in and steal and kill and destroy in your life, in your family, in your community. And that's what this is all about. Recognizing the battle, recognizing that we need to have a solid foundation of faith in which to stand on. And we need to do this day in, day out. Remember, this is not a sprint, this is a marathon. And our goal is so that one day when we cross that finish line, God is going to lean down and say to us, well done, my good and faithful, faithful servant. He's going to be pleased in us, right? Because we finished the race. Because we stood firm until the end. Because we slid into home base, hanging on to all our faith and that's what i'm encouraging you today with hold on to your faith let him do a new thing in you but it takes time right seed time and harvest may you have an abundant harvest growing in god amen let's pray father god i thank you I thank you so much for that sweet morning when I could have coffee with my parents and we could pray together. You were right there in the center of our circle. And Lord, you are faithful and I love you. And I thank you for what you have done with the seeds that have been planted in my family. And Lord, you promise us that same garden Of growth and prosperity and love and peace and joy for each and every one of us Lord but we need to stay strong we need to keep thanking you we keep we need to keep cooperating with you we need to actively work at pulling up the weeds in our lives realigning our lives with your word and trusting in your perfect timing and so today I pray for each person watching each person listening that you will strengthen them that they will feel your presence, that they will allow you to work the soil of their hearts so that you can grow something beautiful in each one of us. I'm so thankful for the work you are doing and we just continue to daily offer up this ministry. It's not mine and it's not for my glory, it's for yours. So continue to work and move in us, continue to grow us, for your glory so that we can continue to to help garden this beautiful garden that you are you are growing in all of us we love you and praise you and thank you and all God's people said amen thank you. Thank you so much for being here today and for joining us. We're starting up a brand new series next week. It's called Amazing But True. We're going to be looking at Balaam. We're going to be looking at Elijah. We're going to be looking at uh, Jonah. We're going to be uh, looking at the Old Testament, unpacking those stories and these amazing but true stories that are going to help us continue to grow our faith walk. But thanks for being here and for joining us. And until next time, Until we can be together again, be blessed. Thanks so much for joining me today. Stay tuned for more Tuesday teachings, Sunday sermons, and encouraging messages along the way. And until next time, be blessed.